Hello, and welcome back to the Gazor Podcast. My name is Will Hollowell, and I am the author and narrator of the Gazor series of books that this podcast is based on. We are on the second section of Book 3, The Coast Guard Interviews. With this episode, we are looking into the events of the candle store and the silliness that occurred there, as well as the silly owners and their silly tale. I want to once again remind you that if you haven't heard any of the other episodes, please don't start with this one, as you won't really know what's going on, and I wouldn't want you to be lost. All of that being said, I want you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the continuing story of the Coast Guard interviews. Ellie, sorry to butt in. Doug was a bit overwhelmed by Kyle's creature and I really wasn't paying too much attention to what was going on around him, which, I have to admit, was a lot. What Doug said was true. There was a creature singing, well, I'd say trying to sing. Truth be told, she had been trying to sing before the switch on Mr. Roboto had ever been flipped, and just like before, one of the Verns was standing right there along with her. Dressed in an evening gown, and not quite evening, Vern walked to her rather slowly. Again he leaned in, and then whispered something. I thought he said, holy moly. Instead he gave her a karaoke. She looked at the microphone, then she started to put the thing into her mouth. Vern stopped her, just like an amen. He whispered again, and this time I heard him. He told her to sing a high note. If she could sing it and hold it forever then that would be all that she wrote, for windows and glass in every direction would certainly shatter right then. And there would be glass from this side to that, more glass than there would be men to clean it up. I turned then to Doug, who was dodging Roboto's mean swing. Um, Doug, I said then, I think there's a problem. Can't you hear that creature, um, sing? Doug was frustrating me not paying any attention to me or this loud, off-key creature. But at the same time, I guess he was a bit busy with that bat-swinging rubato. Still, this creature's voice was beginning to really grate on my nerves. I had to have it stopped. I was about to really shout at Doug to hurry along when he scrambled and charged the rubato creature, ducked fast, and then found out the switch. Then, with one motion and the flick of his hand, Roboto went off without a hitch. Thank goodness! The woman cried. She patted his back very strong. I coughed and cleared my throat. I had to tell him that we couldn't wait there too long. The share-looking creature was loudly singing, where first she was too soft to hear. Then, all of a sudden, she started to wail, and I had to cover my ears. Doug was still talking to that other woman. Some jealousy softly bit me. But that's not the thing that was most important what it was. He refused to see. Finally, I had to pull on his shirt sleeve. But I don't think that was the thing that made him hear all the horrible music that creature was trying to sing. Doug told me later that song it was Half-Breed. What that was, I didn't know it. It sounded just like an entire herd of some cattle we're having a fit. Doug, in my defense, I was kind of busy with Mr. Roboto, and at the same time the creature wasn't singing very loudly. Horribly, yes, like Ellie said, like an entire herd of some cattle having a fit, but 
not loud enough to cause anything but a slight commotion. I was a little short of breath, I have to admit, but I hurried over to where the creature was. My hand was out in front of me with every intention of flipping the switch before the singing got too bad, but I stopped in my tracks and chuckled at the gown and the horrible wig that the creature was wearing. Its mouth was now moving to karaoke, a microphone tight in its hand. I covered my mouth to stifle the laughter. Thank goodness there was a back band. The words it was singing made no sense to me. I go my down the I quickly ran behind and flipped off its switch. That creature would make number four. That was pathetic, I heard a voice saying, and I turned to look at Ellie. It was pretty bad, I tried hard to reply, before smelling something quite smelly. Ellie, there was definitely an odor in the air, but at first I just ignored it. There were other things I had to attend to. Doug sure wasn't paying much attention if he didn't think the singing was causing much damage. Her pitch kept getting higher and higher, and I could see the glass was shaking. I yelled loudly over in Doug's direction, Come on! I think something's waking! I had been thinking of some horror movie that I had seen not long ago. Somebody had made that loud, horrible noise, and the ground had started to glow. Creatures then came up from some yucky brown ooze and started to terrorize things. People were running and yelling and screaming. They'd probably fly if they'd had wings. They ran for their safety. They ran for their guns. They ran for their cars and their planes. I snapped out of it. Really did not matter. What mattered was these creatures' brains. It then sang, but it didn't make any sense. Doug quickly moved in to shut the thing off, and it went limp instead of so tense. That was pathetic. I then heard myself say I couldn't believe what I'd heard. I looked back at the glass and gave a great sigh. The glass all remained undisturbed. I smelled something then and knew it was fire. I spun on my heels very fast. There was a vern, maybe one, two or three, with a lighter that lit with a blast. Stan. Oh, yes, the lounge singer. The one with a horrible dress and wig and the equally horrible voice. She was a present. That's what Vern, one of them anyway, told Liz that day he came to her in the bar. Here's her interview from after. Creature, the lounge singer. Owner, Liz. All interviews are confidential and sole property of the GOT. The tape recorder is clipped on. Stan Zablotnik interview 122715, Liz. I just want to make sure that you understand that this interview is being recorded. Ah, you can't just nod. This is a tape recorder. You have to speak. I swear to you, mister, the toy wasn't mine. Some creepy guy brought it to me. I've seen him before. It's not like I haven't. It's just... He's not easy to see. Not easy to see? You don't mean like he's invisible or something? No, you don't. His hair is all messy and stringy and stuff. His smile, oh, it creeps me all out. Some of his teeth, oh, I swear to you this now, are brown or completely worn out. 
Oh, so not easy to look at then. Easy enough to see, just not easy to look at. Whatever. You want my dis, dispen, disper, disper, my, my story? Do you want my story? Uh, sure. Go ahead. I work at a bar on the south side of town and weekends the place is quite full. So when he walked in, I just didn't see him and everything there was like, cool. Then somebody said, hey, Liz, you got trouble? You want me to toss this guy out? I looked across the bar. I just didn't see him. At first I could not make him out. Then out of the crowd this odd Vern guy appears. He came to the others the same. Well, one of the three Verns seems to have done it. If Vern is really their name. Vern, Vern, and Vern, really? Who names all of their kids Vern, let alone one of them Vern? Now don't get me wrong, he looks like a Vern. If someone could really look like a name, Vern is a good one for him. So you don't like the name Vern then? <sighs> no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that he fits the stereo thingy. Oh, never mind. Where was I? Oh, yes, he walked into the bar. I have a present, he then whispered to me. I was so scared, I said. What? A present, he said, and then put it up on the counter. This guy was a nut. At first I was shocked that this guy was stalking me in my place of employ. Then I looked much closer, and then closer still. This thing that he brought was a toy. But not quite a toy like a child might like, at least not one, 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 two, or three. This was a very, very different thing. This one, it had seemed to like me. He reached in the back and then flipped on the switch, and soon the toy's eyes opened wide. I have to admit that it even got me. But something turned on, deep inside. Do you understand what I'm saying here? We had some kind of connection, some kind of instant karma. You know, like that song? You, uh, made a connection? You, you bonded? Yes, we bonded. That's it, exactly. But still, there was obviously something off. I wanted to say, take it back, go away. But that wasn't possible then, for at that exact, precise little moment, they turned on the mic. It was ten. Karaoke's the night where people get up and pretend that they know how to sing. And first on the floor, she made everyone cringe. I think that her name was Darlene. Half-breed the song was all I think she knew. And she crooned quite loud and quite sad. But then the toy, it quickly came to life and sang out just like it always had. It started out right. I tell you that it did. And then that song ended. And then someone else they sang. And then more after that. And pretty soon one song was ten. The poor little brain it had tried very hard to sort through the whole singing mess. But all of the words soon got twisted around. I'm sure that the thing did its best. I don't want to speak ill of people. Mother said that's not nice. But that creature can't sing at all. She can't carry a tune in a bucket. Lost the money her mother gave her for singing lessons. Should have taken up dentistry. 
insert your favorite um phrase, e expression, a, a saying, a, I can't think of a word. Cliché? No, no, that's not it. Anyway, you know what I mean, she can't sing, so... I looked up for Vern to ask him how come he had brought me this really strange thing. But he was long gone, as if he wasn't there in the first place, so he could bring this toy. I scowled left as I looked, then I scowled right, all around, first this way, then that. And just when I started to ask about him, I heard a shout, just like a cat, a screech. It was really a woman's high squeal, a cry of such crazy delight, so I looked in that general direction, and what I saw was such a sight. There stood the creature, that crazy sad thing with a tablecloth tied around it. I think it was to be a long flowing gown, and somehow the tablecloth fit. Someone had stolen a wig off of someone, I'm sure that person checked out. The creature wore the wig on top of its head. Its hair flipped around and about. I know it's mean, but I didn't do it. Remember that when you write your report, Mr. Coast Guard Man, pretending. I didn't do any of those things. In fact, I tried to stop them. Oh, come on, you guys. I then shouted at them. Now take that gown off of that thing. Come on there, Liz. No need to be angry. We want to hear this creature sing. I wanted to protest, I wanted to shout, but then the worst thing came true. Feedback from the microphone started to wail. The noise was incredible, too. All of the people there inside of the bar put their hands up tight to their ears. A couple of glasses crashed down to the ground, a sound that I don't like to hear. That's money out the window, you know. I don't literally mean out the window, I mean it's like tossing money out the window. It's one of those expression thingies, a, a saying. A cliché? No! I told you no! Still, it was just a few broken glasses. Those few broken glasses were nothing at all after the creature got going. After we listened to all of that feedback, the creature it started showing all of its talent for really high pitches. It sure started to wail away. Soon all of the patrons had covered their ears in the glasses. They started to sway. Get out of here, I heard someone shout loudly, and I said, Don't leave, please, y'all stay. But it was too late. The crowd filed out, and the glasses continued to sway. Stop it, I yelled out. Stop it now, you, you thing. But it wouldn't listen to me. Instead, it kept screeching and screeching aloud. I knew that this just couldn't be. I couldn't afford to buy all new glasses. So, half-breed, I started to sing. And though I'm no star on a bright Nashville stage, I think that I did the right thing. The creature stopped screeching, its mouth opened wide, and then it stared wide-eyed at me. Argu? It then asked me as if quite surprised, and finally started to see that what it was doing was wrong, not the thing, or something that was not going right. So then it calmed down, and it started singing, and it would have kept on all night when a guy in the bar, I think his name Jim, asked me where I got the creature. I told him about Vern and his present to me, and then he told me about this feature. Tragedy converted. Phew. Ah, uh, averted? What? Tragedy averted. You said converted. Whatever. You say it your way and I'll speak it my way. 
<sighs> Fine. Uh, continue on, then. Anywho, he told me about this nice feature they have at the store. If you take your gift in with your ID you need to show, then you get an outfit free of your choosing. All you have to do is go. So I told Jim thanks, and I worked my shift out, and then off to the mall we did go. I already knew what the outfit would be, a proper gown for her big show. Well, unlike the others did, we got there when the mall was still quite a safe place. I took the creature who sang all the way there and entered the crazy rat race. When we got there, you know, to the creature store, there wasn't too much of a line. And when we got up to the front of the row, I explained just how I got mine. My creature, I said that it was a gift and I needed a gown just for it. And just as we put the evening gown on it, that's when the bad chaos all hit. Uh, now, others I interviewed said they went to the restaurant Manny's before the chaos started. Were you there, and what could you tell me about it? I was there, but unlike the others, I sure did not go to that Manny's for lunch. I went there looking for cover. For soon, all the creatures had all gone haywire. Kids were left looking for mothers. In Manny's at first, the scene was quite calm, and people were just sitting about. But then everyone got quite out of control when he got the fireworks out. The phone creature saw them as he came inside and took them away from the lad. I hid for cover right under a table for I knew that this would be bad. The last thing I knew there was quite a loud noise then my ears started their ringing. I wasn't sure where my creature had gone but I sure knew that she would be singing. Okay, well... Thank you for coming in, Liz. Is there anything else you would like to add? You ask if there's anything I have to add? I'd say I sure miss that creature. Maybe I'll have to get her back and fix, then that will be her greatest feature. Oh boy, back. Why would she want to have her back? Well, I suppose for the same reason she wanted her in the first place. At their base, the creatures really are something new, something unusual, something cool. In some way, I'd say they are something amazing. But just how long would that something last before she and all the others wanted to get rid of these creatures? Just like everything everyone else buys, it's cool at first, then it starts to lose its luster. Then what? Would they just let them loose on the street to fend for themselves? I would certainly hope not. Problems are all that lie down that road. Huge, ugly problems. And speaking of problems, the last time we saw Doug and Ellie, they had just thwarted Liz's dreams by shutting down that horrible lounge singer. Now, however, there was a bigger threat on the horizon, and it had the potential of being a hot mess. Let's continue on with the story now. Ellie, remember I told you I saw one of the Verns with a lighter in his hand? Well, here's what happened. Poof, it went on, and then poof, right back off. Then poof, off, and poof, once again. Then finally it started, and then it stayed lit. He handed it over to them. You heard me. He handed it over to them, the creatures. And what did they do with it? Well, what do you think they did with it? One candle lit up, then another and more, till finally I think they lit all. 
I wanted to call out to Doug to alert him. The creatures have destroyed them all. The creatures had lit up a whole candle store. If it went on, it would melt then. But Douglas yelled, Stop! And he ran after them. I think that he wanted that pen. Doug. You say one thing, one time, and suddenly that's all anyone remembers. All Ellie can think of is me wanting to put those creatures in a pen. That's not what I was thinking right then. Jeesh, give me some credit. What I was doing was trying to figure out what was going on and just how to stop it. I looked all around through the concourse and then saw what was causing the odor. Just down the hall at the nice candle shop there, three creatures were starting a fire. Stop! I yelled loud as I ran after them, but then I was stopped dead in my tracks. A man pushing carts crossed in front of me then, and I had to take some steps back. Now, I didn't have enough interaction with those guys to realize that there were three of them. Although I do have to admit that seeing another one around seemed really strange to me. Still, there was much more to worry about than those three at that moment. The carts were like strollers he moved all around, not paying attention at all to the melee the creatures began to stir. They're slowly destroying them all. Come on, man, let's move it! I pleaded with him. You've got to get out of my way! But he just looked up and he smiled at me, and all he could say was, Okay. It wasn't okay like you're used to hearing. It was drawn out, kind of whiny. It grated on me. I was in a hurry. The trouble was no longer tiny. Imagine the worst sounding voice you've ever heard. Nasal and high-pitched and whiny. And multiply that by about three. That's what his voice sounded like to me. Ugh. It was horrible. and was really pushing me to the limit of my nerves. Come on, I repeated. Get out of the way. Okay, he replied once again. I tried then to get to the front of the carts, but he started moving them then. I couldn't get by. He kept blocking my way. The fire was really growing. The clerk in the store was now running away. The candle wax was now flowing. It finally hit me. I'd need distraction. I had to get by these strollers. So I grabbed one and pushed and ran from the man. The cart moved fast on its rollers. Okay, the man called as he watched me go by. He turned and he waved once at me. By then, I had reached the three naughty creatures. It was them I wanted to see. Such an easy distraction for such an annoying man, but a simple man. It made me wonder if something more were going on here, but hey, whatever worked. I had to get to the candle store, and quick. Ellie. Yes, he heard me, I know. A pen. I know that's what he wanted to do with the creatures. It's been in the back of his mind since he first said it when we turned into the parking lot of this nightmare. And although I don't totally agree with him, he may just have a point. Now that I had seen those three creatures there, the ones with the really bad fire, I changed my sad mind and then picked up my pace. I no longer had any ire. Toward Douglas, that is. He surely was right. We had to stop them, and right now. How could we do that if Vern 1, 2, and 3 were making us all beat our brows? I decided then and there, in amidst the flames from the candle store and the threat of destruction to the mall, that now was the time to stop this madness. 
So, like I'd been doing all along, I started at the source of the whole crazy mess. I started with the Verns. As Doug made his way, I finally decided to name the three Verns I had seen. First, there was Vern who was pushing the carts round. Vern 1 was the name he would glean. He wore a work shirt with stripes down the front in blue they ran straight up and down. His pants they were navy and wrinkled and sad. His hair looked like he had once drowned. Long hair and slimy, it hung to his shoulders. It made him sure look quite icky. And as he rushed out to struggle with Doug, I guessed that his hands were quite sticky. I mean to say, sticky from wax. Candle wax. Well, there might have been a hair gel from grooming that mess on top of his head in the morning, and whatever he had had from lunch and never washed off his hands, but uh, that's neither here nor there. I wrinkled my brow and then turned right around. Right then I confirmed what I'd seen. There were two strange verns, and here was the second. He walked with a really sick grin. He carried some keys there inside his right hand, dangling them high all the way. He walked close with Jordo and Jordo's bad mom, and I didn't know what to say. I watched as they moved toward one of the stores and wondered what those keys would run. When old Doug yelled out, Boo! and I had to stop, the creatures were done with their fun. I have to admit, I didn't really know what had happened, only that the fire was out. And thank goodness! That could have been a terrible scene, the worst ever. Well, the worst up to that point. I ran over to help and blew out some flames, then smiled as Doug spoke to me. That was close. Yes, it was, I managed to say. Then finally we both got to see what Vern too had planned when he took up those keys. Suddenly, there was a tractor, a roar and some noise, and then four wild eyes as Giordo and Ma rambled closer. Doug. Ellie may have thought that what happened at the candle store was a big deal, but I'll tell you what she didn't really see. Sure, I could elaborate and exaggerate and overstate and embellish and inflate and overdo and enhance and enlarge and even aggrandize, eh, but what's the point? It was quick and it was simple and it was over in a puff. Hey! I called out just to get their attention. They all stopped and looked up my way. Their name tags, they read Snowy and Jiju and Stinky, and they didn't have time to play. Boo! I cried out as I roared their direction. They all scattered round to and fro. I hurried to stop them, shut off their switches. The candles, they were still aglow. I kneeled down quickly to blow out the flames as Ellie came right down beside me. With huffing and puffing, we tackled the fire. The flames all went out one, two, three. You see, it was all too easy. So why go into all of that elaboration and exaggeration and overstating and embellishment and inflation and overdoing and enhancement and enlargement and even aggrandizing when one simple word will do? Boo! That was close, I began, and she smiled at me. Yes, it was. A brush of her hair. Where'd they go? I stood up as I looked around. I don't know. And so we stood there. But we didn't stand long. A mower awoke us from our deep trance looking around. 
we both turned our heads to the right just in time to see Jordo's mom bearing down. At first, I didn't believe what I was looking at. It seemed so impossible. But it was happening, and here they came, bearing down on us with looks of utter determination, purpose, resolve, resolution, tenacity, stubbornness, obstinance, and sheer single-mindedness. And cut. We get it, Doug. Those two creatures seemed determined. And we'll get to them. But they weren't as determined as the three creatures who came before them, the ones with the fire. Let's listen to their tale. Creatures, Snowy, Stinky, and Jiju. Owners, Violet, Lilac, and Rose. All interviews are the confidential and sole property of the GOT. The tape recorder is clicked on. Stanza Blotnik, interview 122716, Violet, Lilac, and Rose. Okay, let's start at the very beginning, ladies. A very good place to start. When you read, you begin with ABC. When you sing, you begin with Do, Re, Mi. All right, enough sound music, please. What can you tell me about the three creatures that tried to burn down the mall? Well, they were very assured, let me tell you. Even after it was all over. We came and we conquered, the three of them said. After we chased them around. All of the others were messing around while we burned the place to the ground. Well, not exactly, we said to their faces. It looks like they just shut you down. The three of them all looked right up to us. I'm sure that they all wore a frown. You mean that they beat us? Those strange human beings? They shut us down and that was all? By then we were smiling. We knew the answer. They shut you down to save them all. So, they didn't even remember that they had been shut down? Hmm, interesting. I hadn't heard that any of them had a hard time remembering after they had been shot down. Well, these three were very confused. And since they had tried so hard to cause damage, we did the only thing we knew to do then. We shut the three down once again. You won't be seeing any more of those things. If you do, you won't be my friend. Ah. Uh. Okay, uh, so let's move on. Why don't you tell me your names, please? You want us to state our names for the record? I'm Violet. And I'm Lilac. And I'm Rose. And if you don't want to get on our bad side, you listen up. Here's how it goes. At first, we just wanted to get us three toys. We never wanted those great men, but when we saw them with their very fine hair, we knew then that they were a ten. They were so dreamy when they all came to us, handing out all of their brochures. The three of us sighed, just like in the movies, we almost stopped doing our chores. Well, I didn't stop doing my chores. I was busy painting my nails. And I had to clean up that mess from the night before, so that was enough chores for me. 
Well, my chores just don't stop at one. My nails don't paint themselves. Well, that mess, that was quite the mess. Ah, uh, ladies, please. The story. There was a connection. That I am certain, and they saw it right away, too. I saw the dreamy look in number two's eyes. No, not like he's caught in the zoo. He looked just like someone who'd seen his soulmate. I think that we fell right in love. I am not certain if that is the case, but when he spoke, I could see doves. Uh, doves? Huh? You mean stars? Oh, you FBI men, you're all alike. Uh, it's not FBI, it's G.O.T. FBI, G.O.T., all the same. It's only three letters, and you get excited. It's not like it's even a name. And the dove thing is only a phrase, can't you see? There weren't really birds there, of course. That is the same thing as if I were saying that Vern came in riding a horse. And no, no, he didn't, if that's what you think. Now, how kind of crazy is that? You need to get with reality, mister. You must be a crazy old cat. Ah, okay, Miss Rose. I'll pretend I understood what you were talking about there. So, let's move on. What did they do next? What did they do then, these hot boyfriends of ours? That's kind of a personal thing. You should think before asking such questions. Or maybe you would like to fling yourself right there onto the court's mercy. Do you know what such a thing means? To give up or give in, whichever the case. Now, I don't think that is too mean. <sighs> Again, Rouse, just stick to the story, please. All of this nonsensical rambling makes my head hurt. And what's with all of the singing? I sing because I'm happy, which apparently you aren't so. I'll go on. I said I'd continue. They gave us brochures and then left. I don't think it's funny. It's really quite sad. My sisters and I were bereft. We cried for a minute and then left the house. We wanted to go to the mall. We'd have to get there before all the verns left, or else all our spirits would fall. So into our van we all did climb then, Violet and Lilac and me. And Violet was driving, and Lilac was shotgun, so it was then harder to see how we were driving and how we were going, even though I knew it all. Violet was driving like a crazed lunatic. We were going there to the mall. Are you following me so far, Mr. FBI man? Or am I confusing you again? Ah, uh, now, I think I got it. Violet drove you all to the mall, and I'm sure you're going to continue. Well, yes, in so many words, anyway. We got there and slid into a parking place. Our tires, they smoked all the while. 
Even though Violet doesn't know how to drive, she surely got us there in style. Hang, hang, hang on. Violet doesn't know how to drive? Why would you let someone who doesn't know how to drive drive to the mall? That seems rather crazy, don't you think? Hey, mister. Watch it. I made it there, didn't I? Yeah, but there are laws. You have to have a license to drive a car. Uh, pish posh. I didn't get picked up, did I? We are fine. As much as that may be so, it's still against the law. Have you ever had any formal training? Have you ever taken driver's ad? Please, please, can we stop this nonsense? I'm telling a story here. It's more like you're... Oh, uh, certainly, I'm sorry for getting away from the story, Rose. Please, by all means, continue. Thank you. We ran from the car, my sisters and I, and then into the mall we then flew. I didn't care who those two nuts had wanted. I had my heart set on two. Vern too, that is. Well, you went and named him. He is the best one said and done. When, what do you know, we get to the store there and no one is there except one. Where are the others? We then asked this brother by now, Violet Gaga at him. Ones with the strollers and ones with the creatures. I'm just not sure where they have been. You told us to come here. Lilac did cry and why? If you don't want to see us. For creatures, of course. One did then reply. Why else would we make such a fuss? For us. Violet screamed at the top of her voice. That's why we came out all this way. Didn't you come to our house then to see us? And not just to then run away? One then looked at her. His eyes rolled on confused. Why would you say that now to me? We came to see you and show you the creatures. What else do you think there could be? Violet was stunned and poor. Violet was shocked, and Lilac was all in a twitter. She couldn't see from the nose on her face how Violet and I were all bitter. So, let me get this straight. They didn't really come to see the three of you, right? To them it was all about the creatures. Not a nice thing to say, FBI. But I'm going to ignore it and not say anything bad to you. I don't want you to lock us up. Instead, I'll just go on with my story. <sighs> please, please do. Oh, I'll do it, Rose. I'm tired of your... Well, I'll do it. Lilac, Rose shouted. You stop looking that way. Can't you see what those men just did? They are the lowest of low life. Yes, they are. They're probably lower than squid. Let's get out of here, young Violet cried out. I nodded and agreed with her. I can't believe how the three of them all lied. What's worse is we know where they are. We must go stop them. That's all there is to it, the creatures, the men, everything. They are all evil. They must all be dealt with before they have a chance to bring death and destruction. See, we knew even then. We knew what those creatures could do. 
and we went to stop them, but we were too late. Still, we turned them off. Whoop-de-doo. We told those rotten creatures that they lost, and then turned them off again. That's all. Kerflooey. And we left them right where they fell. We didn't want anything more to do with those thingies. We had had enough. Well, I'm glad you at least saw those three for what they really are. Unfortunately, trouble. Now, tell me, after all that, did you go to lunch, maybe at Manny's? Oh, oh, you are right there, mister. We did go to lunch. That is when we started to scream. What's that you say? You knew how it would be. It seems to be quite the same theme. Manny's is right. There was quite an explosion. The cell phone one, he set it off. And although everyone ran from their places, the smoke made most everyone cough. None of us had thought to look after that creature, or to catch him, or to haul him in. We were all worried about all of our lives. So much it was all akin to selfishness and terrible ego-filled pride, but we didn't care not one bit. We all ran screaming and just leaving it there. That terrible, terrible it. By it, you mean that creature? Of course she means that creature. As she says, we were scared. Let me ask you a question there, Coast Guard. Was that one thing ever found out? Did you and your cohorts with all of your talents show him what justice is about? Now, I'm afraid not quite yet, but we are working hard to apprehend all creatures and people involved in today's disaster. Well, that's sad that you didn't, and really quite bad. What will you do then about him? Keep looking and looking and hoping someday that sometime you might sing a hymn, Oh, glorious, glorious day that we caught him. What a song that will surely be. Rose might like it. For maybe right then this will be behind us and no more bad creatures will see. Maybe the end of the bad creatures is near. Oh, what a day, oh, what a song. Because no one will ever, not ever believe that these three verns had put us on. I suppose, but uh, that's why I'm doing all of these interviews and writing all of this down, so people do believe. Now let me ask you one more question. Given the chance, would you want your creatures back again? The creatures? No way will we ever want them. Not if their brains remain bad. But Vern and his brothers, now that's something different. We'd take them if they could be had. Huey, uh, have a nice day, ladies. Thank goodness I've left the room. Time for me to scream. These people are all crazy. It's no wonder things got so out of hand. No one would believe that they were put on by the ferns. Who did they think they were kidding? They are the most vulnerable. Women. One minute they want to stop those three crazy guys, and the next, huh, well, the next they want them back. Eh, be nice, I keep reminding myself. I'm beginning to wonder if those Vern boys really went so far as to scout out the people who would buy the creatures, as well as created the bad brains to put into them. It seems like kind of a stretch that they would have the know-how or the tenacity to accomplish both things, knowing what I know about those three, but... Maybe. Just maybe. Well, 
Let's move on in the story to another two creatures who, if you followed along with Doug and Ellie stories, you already know about. Well, that's it for this episode, ladies and gentlemen, and creatures. I hope you continue to enjoy the story, and I look forward to seeing you next time. As we find out what the two creatures, Jordo and Ma, are really up to on that tractor. So, please check back for the continuation of Book 3 and more of the story about what actually happened at the mall. For now, however, please stay safe and be kind to one another.